What, what prevents autoimmune disease because of the immune system, how it's tied into all chronic disease, you're really preventing everything. And so a really big central mechanism in autoimmune disease, but also in everything, turns out to be vitamin D receptors and the gut becoming resistant to vitamin D. So what you do is three things together, daily vitamin D, daily probiotic, and daily butyrate. And so we use this triad a lot, as you can imagine, because it gets at this optimizing intestinal microbiome that turns out to be, well, you know this, of course, but it turns out to be the central mechanism, just about everything. So once again, it all goes back to gut health. The information provided in this podcast is educational and not intended to diagnose or treat medical conditions. Are you struggling with bloating, gas, constipation, and fatigue, but don't know what's causing these problems? The Gut Health Reset Podcast with Dr. Anne-Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. Today on the Gut Health Reset Podcast, we are talking about autoimmune disease. We are also talking about how to establish the gut and immune health and how to prevent and even reverse autoimmune disease including type 1 diabetes and thyroid issues. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Gut Health Reset Podcast. My name is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today my special guest is Dr. David Bilstrom, MD. He is igniting passion for holistic-minded medical professionals looking to effectively diagnose, treat, and reverse autoimmune disorders without the use of immune-suppressing medications. He is the medical director of the International Autoimmune Institute at Bingham Memorial Center for Functional Medicine. He's been in practice for 35 plus years. He's been a physician as specializing in physical medicine, rehabilitation, and chronic disease management. He is quadruple board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine, integrative medicine, physical medicine and rehabilitation, and medical acupuncture. He is also a sought-out speaker, and he has written a book called The Nurse Practitioner's Guide to Autoimmune Medicine, Reversing and Preventing All Autoimmunity. Dr. Bostrom, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'm very excited about the topics we're going to get into today. I'm excited too. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about why you got so passionate into autoimmunity? Well, the uh, the numbers are growing exponentially, unfortunately, uh, both for children and adults. And the typical interventions that are offered are just bandages, and they don't fix the problem. And people just keep getting worse and worse over time, get a second and a third and a fourth autoimmune disease. And the medicines that are typically used actually have a side effects, increased cancer risk, increased risk of life-threatening infections, and actually can give you a new autoimmune disease as a side effect, mm-hmm. which is nothing, none of that is ideal. And why do you think the, the rate of autoimmunity is growing at such an exponential rate? Well, there's a lot of theories. Uh, yeah, part of it is, is because the gut is such a central mechanism to everything that throws off the immune system. Um, that uh, we, we tend to get super messed up guts in this country and around the world, but also a big one is environmental toxicity. And unfortunately, we live in such a toxic world nowadays, but even that goes back to the gut where the gut's the main organ of detoxification in the body. 
with a messed up gut, you can't get rid of toxins efficiently and they build in your system. And that really has a negative impact on everything that drives autoimmune disease. And what are you seeing in, in, I, and I know it's so variable because, you know, the, the messed up gut is going to be variable, but are you seeing any patterns other than, you know, just a messed up gut and toxins? Are you seeing any particular patterns with what people have going on in their gut? Yeah. You know, that intestinal microbiome, the mix of the good, bad bugs in the gut is so vitally important. And there's so many things that'll disrupt that. Um, and this is why you tend to see a disruption of the immune system at such early ages. And so um, if I could spend just a, a moment talking about the immune system, because we're talking about autoimmune disease, what you're really talking about is a disruption of the immune system in general. And so the immune system is a really great example of how the body likes balance, is you don't want to be too high, too low in anything, blood pressure, blood sugar. There's always a sweet spot right in the middle. Well, the immune system, you have that beautiful set point right in the middle. But when you lose that set point in the middle, you actually move away from it up and down at the same time. And the up-regulated immune system issues are things like allergies, asthma, eczema, and then the autoimmune diseases where the immune system has become confused. It's actually attacking our own body parts with antibodies. And then the down-regulated immune system issues are colds, flus, infections, recurrent infections, such as in kids, recurrent ear infections, strep throat, sinus infections, UTIs but also cancer. And this is why cancer is the flip side of the same coin as autoimmune disease. So everything that we do uh, to rebalance this immune system, get it back to the middle, not only is getting rid of all the up stuff, autoimmune disease, preventing new autoimmune disease as time goes on, but you're also getting rid of a cancer risk. And everything that does this is actually totally tied in to the gut. So the things that do that are uh, vitamin deficiencies, hormone imbalances or deficiencies, uh, toxic stress that throws off the stress hormone cortisol, infections, the kind of infections that drive chronic disease, which are different typically than ones that give you more of the more obvious infections that give chronic disease, and then that toxicity, and then the gut. And so once the gut's disrupted, it throws every one of these off if they're not already thrown off. So if the gut's disrupted, you can't digest your food and get the nutrients out. You get vitamin deficient. When the gut's off, you can't balance hormones. The whole hormone symphony gets thrown off, including the gut has to make some really important hormones. The, the microbiome makes important hormones. When the gut's off, you can't get rid of toxins because the main organ of detoxification is pooping stuff out. And because 80% of the immune system surrounds the gut, when you throw off the gut, it throws off the immune system. The immune system can't keep away the infections that drive chronic disease, and then all this stuff that's happening because of the disrupted gut is so stressful to the body, it kicks the stress hormone cortisol up into the stress mode that then suppresses the immune system. So you get these infections when you're in stress mode, it's really tough on the gut. Stress just kills the gut. And so this is where this, the gut is such a central mechanism in all this stuff. And so early on, what you tend to see in young people is a disruption of this immune system where they may have eczema, some allergies, maybe asthma, but also start getting recurrent infections. And you know already that this immune system set point has been disrupted. And if you don't do what you need to do to rebalance it, you just keep moving farther away from the set point, autoimmune disease, cancer, and all these kind of things. And so the typical interventions that happen though, for most health issues in general, including if we can talk about what the usual interventions for autoimmune disease are totally kind of productive just about, but things like you know steroids for asthma, 
medicines for uh, allergies, antibiotics for these recurrent infections, you know, at best, they just put a bandage on a symptom. At worst, they actually completely disrupt the system because steroids totally throw cortisol off. And then antibiotics, of course, totally throw off the gut. And so you get this uh, heading in the wrong direction at young ages and without actually getting it back to the middle and getting rid of, hey, I no longer get infections. Hey, I no longer have asthma, allergies, or eczema. You're kind of going down the path that will eventually lead to the autoimmune disease and cancer. Yeah. You bring up so many good points. And I, I think what is important to note is most people want their eczema to be one thing. I just want it to be one thing. You know, they don't want to look at, oh, is it hormones? Oh, I have a gut bug. Oh, I have nutrient deficiencies. They just want kind of one simple answer. And what I hear you saying is that it's a multitude generally in most patients of multiple different things. Yep. Yep. The body's too smart to let one thing throw it off. It's got to be a bunch of stuff for the body to start getting overwhelmed enough. You start getting a health issue. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned that there were certain bugs that actually contributed to autoimmune disease. What are those? Well, actually, we now know that all chronic disease is infections and inflammation. And infections cause inflammation, but so does everything else we just talked about. And so this is where everything is actually the adaptive immune system, which is the part of the immune system that makes antibodies. And it can become confused and you start making antibodies attacking your own body parts, which is autoimmune disease. Um, but also inflammation control is the innate immune system. The other half of the immune system gets thrown off by all this stuff. And so um, infection is actually part of every chronic disease. It doesn't matter what you got, it's, it's infection. So this is one thing that gets missed oftentimes is you always but you can test for these infections, but you always got to treat these infections that drive chronic disease, uh, whether they're bacterial, fungal, viral, mycoplasma, which is totally different than the others, parasitic, all these kind of guys. And so, you know, typically like these infections that we easily test for in a blood test, let's say, would be things like herpes virus 6, activated Epstein-Barr virus, which don't just drive autoimmune disease, but also, for example, those two will drive childhood leukemias, cancers. And you got things like mycoplasma, Coxsackie virus, um, uh, you know, those kind of, and mycoplasma is a real big one to drive the autoimmune diseases that drive pain. Uh, so these are the kind of infections that tend to drive chronic disease, including, you know, many different kinds of infections that can get into the gut. Uh, mold candy is a very common one. And so you got these infections in the gut systemically all through the system. Mold's a lovely one for all through the system as well. Um, kind of the classic six for, you pretty much know the mold's gotten out of the gut and is in the bloodstream, joint pain, muscle pain, brain fog, fatigue, sinus issues, weight gain. In adult population particularly, so many people have that combo and you're like, yeah, that's part of this infectious process that drives chronic uh, disease. And so that's a big one that, that gets missed by a lot of people is the, the involvement of chronic infections and all these kind of things, not just our immune system disruption with the autoimmune disease and cancer risk. What about um, with, so thyroid and hypothyroid is really, really climbing and, and mm -hmm. you know, and that has a pretty big impact on the gut just, just based on mm -hmm. transit time. What do you feel like is behind hypothyroid? Yeah. So you, you can get hypothyroid because the thyroid stops making uh, its hormone called free T4. 70% uh, of the time when that happens, it's autoimmune. You're attacking the thyroid. So if somebody's got 
diagnosed as hypothyroid, 70% chance it's autoimmune disease. Even if somebody who may have diagnosed you never checked for those antibodies that will attack the thyroid, but also what you tend to see, and this is where a lot of the times when people use that T4 medicine like Synthroid, Levothyroxine, when they've been told their thyroid won't make T4, they still don't feel good. And actually, as you go up on the dose, they start feeling worse. It's because uh, historically it used to be, hey, if I can make T4, I'm fine. But it's a lot more than that now. And so it's more, much more common nowadays is becoming a poor thyroid converter, not the poor thyroid production. And so the T4 the thyroid makes is relatively inactive. So it gets released in the bloodstream, goes to all the, your different body parts. And those body parts have to convert it to the one that does the work called free T3. Or it can convert to the one that gets in the way of the, of the work, reverse T3. And so, so much now is poor thyroid conversion, which once again kind of goes back to the gut because the things that make people a bad converter, vitamin deficiencies, all right, can't digest if we get the nutrients out, toxicity, cortisol disruption, and then kind of the standard American diet, eating too many carbs, not enough protein. And so it's really common for people to become bad converters. And if you're taking that T4, converting it the wrong way, the reverse T3, that you may go, oh, and you got low thyroid symptoms. Here's this T4 medicine. But when you give T4 medicine, more T4 is just more to convert the wrong way. And people actually can start feeling worse. So it's a classic. If you use T4 medicine, you start feeling worse. You know you're a bad converter right there. And so you got to go back and fix that. And then to your point, they call thyroid the great mimicker. And so it can look like anything. And typically, so many of the multi-organ system symptoms that you're going to get as part of chronic disease, including autoimmune disease, is actually tied into this because you'll go down to like all the different things that are bugging somebody at the same time. And like 90% of them are consistent with low thyroid. And so we actually have um, in our clinic, but people can access it through our book and the private room on our website that you can get to called the signs and symptoms of low thyroid, where it's like a hundred things on a page. And we ask people to circle everything that applies to them. And they circle, 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 get writer's cramp circling. And they go, oh my gosh, look at all these things that are tied into this thyroid disruption, oftentimes more of the conversion problem. But then you look at it and you're like, well, geez, look at all the things that get better. Well, we become a good converter all at the same time. So it's super important for gut and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And why, why do you feel like women are so much more affected by thyroid than men? And especially with IBS. To, you know, to that point, they have IBS issues maybe associated with low thyroid function. Yeah. So this kind of ties into women's health is a lot more complicated than guys' health a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so this is where like with an autoimmune disease, where you start attacking your own body parts. Uh, and we now know that autoimmune is part of so many chronic health issues that we didn't know before. So for example, 70% of all autism is one particular autoimmune disease. And every other neurologic issue of kids is basically that same autoimmune disease, but also things like heart attacks and strokes and osteoporosis and Alzheimer's and all these things are also all got autoimmune components to it. So this is where it's part of all this stuff. And so in women, uh, a real big driver, there's two big drivers of autoimmune disease in women, but it's kind of drives chronic disease is one's estrogen dominance, having too much estrogen, not enough progesterone. And in women, what it tends to show up as, because estrogen rests, progesterone calms, it'll show up as anxiety, excessive worry, insomnia, panic attacks. But because it's such a big driver of hormonal and menstrual issues, bad flows, 
bad cramps, PMS, ovarian cysts, breast cysts, fibers, endometriosis, infertility, that's all estrogen dominance. And so when you see that estrogen dominance, you know, oh, that is disrupted immune system. So uh, this is why when women have these signs of estrogen dominance early, we really want to let people know you got to fix this because we know where you're going is such a big driver of immune system disruption. It's one reason why 80% of people with autoimmune disease are women. And women that have estrogen dominance pre-menopausally, before menopause, have a 5.4 times increased risk of breast cancer before menopause. Not twice the risk, not three times. And you think if someone was like three times increased risk of breast cancer, there'd be a national emergency. 5.4 times increased risk and a 10 times greater risk of malignant neoplasms, the kind that start places and metastasize your whole life. And so when you see that kind of stuff, you go, oh, we got to fix it. Now, unfortunately, as often the case, the medicines that get used actually make it worse. Okay, they kind of put a bandage on. And so typically you get this estrogen dominance, too much estrogen, not enough progesterone, menstrual hormonal things, young women are put on birth control pills. It's estrogen. It worsens the estrogen dominance. And then eventually, this is all gets so bad, hormonally, menstrually, women are offered uh, hysterectomies. Or must take one ovary out because it's an ovarian system, we'll leave everything else in. Well, any change in the anatomy down there surgically makes the estrogen dominance worse again, right? And so that is a huge one. We really want to educate people. When you see this in young women, you, you got to fix it, okay? Because we know where you're going, autoimmune disease and cancer. But also the second reason why so many women get autoimmune disease is the second X chromosome. So women have two X chromosomes. Guys have one X, one Y. We used to think that our genes, our, our DNA in our cells that tell the cells what to do was hardwired. Whatever we got, we got good, bad. Otherwise, we're kind of stuck with it. You know, hopefully it got more good than bad from our parents and grandparents. But it turns out it's not which genes we have, it's which ones are turned on and turned off. And so there's a lot of bad genes you got to turn off, a lot of good genes you got to turn on. Well, when people get these chronic health issues, it's so easy to get every kind of all kinds of stuff going at the same time because you flip the bad genes on, the, the good genes off in every cell in the body. But then everything that we talk about and everything that, you know, functional medicine treaters do for people, you're flipping them the right way. And this is why we can fix everything at the same time. But it turns out there are so many bad genes on the X chromosome for a woman to be optimally healthy. She has to shut down 85% or more of the entire second X chromosome. You almost have to shut down the entire chromosome, X chromosome, to be optimally healthy. But thank goodness all the things that we can fix vitamin deficiencies, hormone imbalances, cortisol, infections, gut health, turn off all the bad genes of the X chromosome so you can not only prevent autoimmune disease, but also reverse autoimmune disease. Um, even though most people hear, oh, you're attacking your own body part. We don't know why it happens. That just means that person doesn't know why it happens. Oh, you're going to have this forever. That just means that person doesn't know how to make it go away. But then the medicines that are typically used they're only putting a bandage on things temporarily where we can actually make all these autoimmune diseases go away. Hey, this is Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Have you ever spent hours searching for the right supplements to heal your body? And when you finally found them, maybe you weren't sure it was a brand that you could trust or if the products were safe. After hearing about these issues time and time again, I decided to put together a complete store of supplements for healing and supporting your gut at drannemariebarter.com. There are supplements for constipation, thyroid health, 
gut health, energy, and so much more. There are bundles created for sleep support, pain support, histamine support, and the list just goes on and on. These supplements I use personally or I've handpicked because they've worked time and time again on countless cases in the office. And on the website, you can see what ingredients we use to put your mind at ease. If you visit DrAnnMarieBarter.com and use the promo code podcast to get 10% off your next order. So what are you waiting for? Go visit Dr. Anne Marie Barter and get 10% off your supplement bundle. Ciao. And now back to our episode. What about, you know, for the guys, what do you think is the common driver for the men getting autoimmune disease? I don't want to leave them out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well gut health is a big one. But for guys, it's kind of like, hey, do you get testosterone or not? That's such a big one. Of course, everybody needs optimal vitamin D levels, of course, and needs to manage stress well and needs to eat well. But for guys, uh, testosterone is such a big one. But then again, that goes back to gut health too. So there's four really big drivers of low testosterone production in guys. One, we can't change, which is electromagnetic fields, Wi-Fi's, Bluetooth, and all that. We're kind of stuck with that. But then the three big drivers of poor vitamin D production and this is starting in like 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds. You want to have a total testosterone of 800 to 1,100. We see 20-year-olds with like 150. Oh my gosh, you know, they've got a spare tire and they're 19 years of old, right? Years of age. And so they can't get rid of excess iron, detox issues related to the gut, ferritin levels, iron stores go high, excess ferritin accumulates in the testicles, testicles can't make testosterone. They can't digest their food, get the nutrients, they get low in zinc. Red blood cell zinc is correlated with poor testosterone levels. So they get low on the zinc and then the stress hormone cortisol. So we get rid of the high ferritin, get their red blood cell zinc up. We reset cortisol, creating calm in their body. They start making testosterone beautifully. I, I haven't used probably testosterone restoration therapy in guys for years now, several years, because almost everyone, we can get them to make their testosterone by themselves again. That's excellent. Um, and I feel like that's a very chronic problem. I mean, almost everyone has low testosterone. It seems like, mm -hmm. you know, sleep issues. They just can't build strength, can't build muscle. They're exhausted all the time. I mean, it seems like an epidemic with men. They get irritable. They're grumpy old men and they're 25 or 30 <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Yeah. The spouses have to deal with the grumpy old men. And I think, you know, one of the frustrating pieces that I've seen with men is that they have been to their normal provider and their, you know, testosterone's at 140 or 200. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. No, that's a great level. And, you know, yet they have all these symptoms of low testosterone. They feel terrible. So yeah. pretty common there. Very common. Yeah. Even guys in their, you know, 70 years of age, a couple of generations ago, it would have been like mid 500s. You know, 800 to 1100 is perfect. They'd be in the mid 500s. Now you got the young people that are under 200. It's, it's a big ep epidemic. So do you feel like there's more to prevent, you know, autoimmune disease? You know, if someone's like, you know, I'm not there yet. This episode really scared me. What, what can people do to prevent autoimmune disease? Yeah. And so, you know, what, what prevents autoimmune disease because of the immune system, how it's tied into all chronic disease, you're really preventing everything. And so a really big central mechanism in autoimmune disease, but also in everything, turns out to be vitamin D receptors in the gut becoming resistant to vitamin D. 
So people hear a lot about insulin resistance where you have receptors on your cells for insulin. Your pancreas makes insulin, but if the receptors become resistant, insulin can't attach and do the work. You start heading towards diabetes and type 2 diabetes. Well, it turns out there's more vitamin D receptors in the gut than any other body part. Now, every body part has vitamin D receptors. One reason why vitamin D is so important, just like thyroid, every cell has thyroid receptors. So, but vitamin D receptors in the gut become resistant to vitamin D. And this whole cascade of things happen that is totally terrible. And the original data that was published in 2018, and if anybody wants to read a blog post I wrote about this called Vitamin D Does It Again, they can go to my website, to my blog post and find it. So um, when you fix it, and it's not hard to fix, I'll share really quick how to fix it because it's easy. You fix it. You can, you can turn around any autoimmune disease. And so the original ones they were looking at is some of the worst ones like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, all this kind of stuff. But because all autoimmune disease is really just one disease, there's not hundreds of different kinds. There's one disease that can attack any body part. Thus, when you turn on autoimmune disease, you can turn on any autoimmune disease at the same time, kind of really. So um, you totally fix autoimmune disease. But then they also said, oh my gosh, this seems like such a central mechanism. This seems like exactly what you want to do to prevent anxiety, depression, heart attack, stroke, Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, autoimmune disease, dementia, all this kind of stuff. And then about a year later, a big article came out and they go, wow, this is a nuclear weapon, quote unquote, in the title of the article, nuclear weapon against metabolic syndrome. Insulin and blood sugar, abnormal weight gain, cholesterol issues, heart attack, and stroke risk. And with two-thirds of Americans being pre-diabetic, we have a nuclear weapon against this stuff. And then more recently, uh, like the Harvard Journal of Psychiatry came out with this great article. I think it was called, the play out of words, kind of gutted the role of the intestinal microbiome in major depressive disorder. And a little spoiler alert, by optimizing the intestinal microbiome, you can treat major depressive disorder. Another article that came out was the intestinal microbiome's role in personality traits. And they say, hey, if you can get the intestinal microbiome to do this, people become more outgoing and more social. And we're going, oh, that is so cool, the brain chemistry. So what you do is three things together, daily vitamin D, daily probiotic, and daily butyrate. Now, butyrate is tested for on the digestive stool analyses that a lot of functional medicine folks do. It is so important for gut health. When it's low, increased cancer risk and colon cancer because you can't get rid of inflammation. You test for it. It's a short chain fatty acid that should be made by the good bacteria in the gut. You use these three things together. You optimize the intestinal microbiome. You get rid of inflammation in the gut. The gut stops making, gut lining starts, stops making pro-inflammatory cytokines like NF-kappa-beta that create tons of inflammation. When this intestinal microbiome is off, it makes inflammatory chemicals in the gut. You fix it, it stops. But also then the lining of the gut starts making antimicrobial peptides to keep away bad bugs, lock you in place. But then, oh my goodness, nuclear weapon against metabolic syndrome, gets rid of inflammation all over the place, resets brain chemistry, major depressive disorder, people become more outgoing. And so these three things together are such a powerful thing. And individually, they're so important, including butyrate prevents cancer four different ways, treats cancer four different ways. They're using it to treat non-small cell lung CA now. It mm. treats cystic fibrosis. It helps the brain recover after ischemic strokes. And as you might imagine, 
it works almost exclusively through epigenetics, flipping genes the right way. And so we use this triad a lot, as you can imagine, because it gets at this optimizing intestinal microbiome that turns out to be, well, you know this, of course, but it turns out to be the central mechanism, just about everything. So once again, it all goes back to gut health. Amazing. That was, that, I didn't know some of that. I didn't know that they were using it to treat cancer. So that's incredible. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I did really not know that. Well. That's a really cool tip. So here's, here's a question I get that um, is hard for me. It's, oh, it's just my genetics. This is the way that I am. So can you just, <laughs> everything that you have said has been like, hey, you can turn this off and on and et cetera, but maybe just address that one more time because yeah. that drives me nuts. And I hate to see people suffer just because they think that they have to. Yeah. So this is why ideally we teach uh, people that it's, it's best to uh, optimize epigenetics before conception, before conceiving a child, because you'll pass on cleaner genes the next six to eight generations, not just the kids, but six to eight generations. The corollary though, is if you don't optimize epigenetics before Concept and you're passing on crummier genes, the next six to eight generations. So we're the products of the previous six to eight generations. So there's all these great studies that show, you know, things like, you know, the descendants of Holocaust survivors, much worse health issues. Uh, the people who lived through the Dutch hunger winter of 44 or 45 during World War II, much worse. Um, and so we're the products of the previous six to eight generations where things happen that throws off their epigenetics, gets passed on generation to generation. It's one reason why we think so many kids have so many health issues nowadays that they didn't used to. Like, you know, one in 40, one in 50 kids in North America has autism spectrum disorder. Everybody's got developmental delays, ADD, ADHD, every the kid's got asthma and peanut allergies and gluten intolerances. And so it's because of all this terrible epigenetics flipping that's gone on from generation to generation. And so this is where everything that we do flips to genes the right way. Uh, meditation flips it the right way, you know, all these different things kind of flip it the right way. And so it is genetic, but it's not what genes you have. And this is where when they decided to uh, do the human genome project and they said, well, we're going to sequence the entire human genome. We're going to find the gene that does, that causes every chronic disease. We'll go in and zap it and fix it. After 10 years, billions of dollars, they go, oh, it's actually not which genes you got, it's which ones are turned on and turned off, right? And so this is where functional medicine folks, we're flipping genes the right way with pretty much everything we do. And this, but this is why it's so important to do it ideally before conception. You want to do it during pregnancy. So making sure thyroid's optimal, vitamin D is optimal, your magic stress optimally, iodine's optimal. Taking a probiotic is a huge one during pregnancy. But then if you can get them at early enough ages, you can prevent stuff the entire rest of their life and in their descendants. So there was this great study out of Northern Finland where they followed every kid born in 1966 for 31 years. And they said, okay, half you kids take 2000 IU of vitamin D first year of life, which is a tiny dose. Nobody's going to be fully therapeutic on 2000. The other half don't. We're going to follow you for 31 years. And we don't even care what you do after the first year. We don't care what you do for 30 years. We're going to follow you. They saw a 90% reduction in type 1 diabetes. Oh my gosh, right? And so here we're trying to teach people this. So in the U.S. alone, they expect to have 600,000 young people under the age of 20 with type 1 diabetes by 2050. If everybody knew this by 2030, at eight more years, 
we would prevent 545,000 of those kids from getting type 1 diabetes. But we know that all autoimmune disease is just one disease. So if you're preventing one autoimmune disease, you're preventing all of them. So could this prevent all autoimmune disease? Makes you wonder. There's tons of studies that say IMD prevents this autoimmune disease, that autoimmune disease. Cancer is the flip side of the coin, this autoimmune disease. Tons of studies out there about how vitamin D prevents cancer, including if every woman's vitamin D was above 60, we'd have 82% less breast cancer. Could this prevent all cancer? I don't know. But also what they found is a kid that got the 2000 IU a day, nobody gets schizophrenia. And we know that all brain stuff is just brain stuff. It all comes from the same thing, including the guts, the second brain, right? So whenever you see brain stuff, you're always thinking gut. Um, could this prevent all brain stuff? You know, it kind of makes you wonder, but it's like super simple interventions done at young enough ages. Oh my gosh, can you prevent stuff, right? Nice and though we can turn it around like we tend to do, but oh my goodness, it's so much easier to prevent stuff. And that's a, that's a, that's a big one. Uh, that's amazing about the type one diabetes because that creates so much heartache and, you know, I mean, goodness gracious, you know, for parents just thinking your child might die, you know, with the low Absolutely. blood sugar, that's in, and, and that's a, that's a, especially when hormones start to change and blood sugar is just all over the place. And wow, that's, yep. that's pretty amazing. And we see so many young kids with autoimmune disease who we do a blood test and their pancreas production of insulin is like almost nothing. And we're like, oh, oh, we know where you're going. You're going to type 1 diabetes because your pancreas is being attacked. The cells that make insulin, you're being attacked. You can't make insulin. But almost universally, we do what we need to do, the due diligence. Insulin production picks up, then we go, dodge that bullet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, where can people, this has been fascinating. Uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Sure. My, my website is drdavidbillstrom.com. And all on there, you can access all our uh, social media platforms. We give this information, including my YouTube channel. We have more than 150 different videos about this stuff, including the estrogen dominance, the X chromosome, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And then uh, ideally, our goal is to get somebody in every community that knows how to do this. Because if there's not somebody in the community that knows how to do this, people will just be told, we have no idea where you got this autoimmune disease. We can't make it go away. We're going to put you on a bandaged medicine that actually will increase your risk of cancer, increase your risk of life-threatening infection, and actually give you an autoimmune disease as a side effect, right? Um, but until that time, I really think in my book, it's a book about the basics. And I talk about how masters do the basics well. If you know the basics, you can be the master and you don't even have to be trained in functional medicine. You just not do it. But until that time, this is also a self-help guide too, where people could actually do it themselves. You know, this is exactly what causes it. This is exactly what tests to run, exactly how to interpret the test, exactly what supplements to use. Because there's a lot of, well, most over-the-counter supplements are just nothing but junk. You got to use the right ones, exactly when to retest. And uh, so you can basically, almost like a self-help guide. And the name of the book is the Nurse Practitioner's Guide to Autoimmune Medicine, Reversing and Preventing All Autoimmunity, because all one thing. And uh, so, you know, people can learn about why this is so important, what causes it, but also start the process of uh, reversing it even before they find somebody that can help them, kind of guide them. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here and just spreading your knowledge and taking your time to be here. This has been very fascinating. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. 
Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.